Hey, and welcome back to Generation Animal. We took a little break there while Tony settled in with his new addition to his family, his new baby boy. Congratulations to him. And we're back up and running. We've got a good podcast for you. A friend of ours, John, who's a police officer from New York, shows us his perspective and thoughts on things that are going on, and many more good ones to come. Hope you enjoy. Love you. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. It's been a while, man. We um, took a couple weeks off there. Yeah, you know, things happen. <laughs> For, Congratulations. Uh, thanks. For those of you who don't know, I, I my first child uh, a couple weeks ago, so it's been a little crazy. We haven't been able to do the podcast. How's that going? Uh, it's, it's, it's great. Love it. I'm just a little tired. It's just an adjustment. That's all. <laughs> yeah. With us today. We have a really good friend of mine from way back in the way back, my boy John. John, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? How you uh, doing, you, man? You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> so, John, <sighs> tell everybody what you do. I am a police officer. All right. Give us a little bit more of your history. Um, I grew up in the same place that Troy did. Went to high school with him. Uh, joined the military after that, and then uh, became a police officer. Okay, awesome. Very, very nice. Are you still in New York? I am. Yes. Staying safe, I hope. Yeah, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, the only way I can do this, man, is we just gonna hop right into it. I, I really can't just fucking small talk with you, especially after talking on the phone with you the other day. <laughs> so, what's, uh, your t- what's your take on all this fucking shit going on, man? I mean, I think it's it's kind of the same thing that comes around every so often. It just seemed to come at, like, the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the act that started it all off is quite egregious. We could all agree. And I think that might have added to it. Well, how do you feel about that? Is there any, like, right in that whole action that just happened? Um, the George Floyd thing, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, that's what I was referring to, too. I mean, I try not to make a total judgment uh, based on video, but, I mean, watching, watching that unfold was sickening. Well, if you have to make a judgment based on video, because it's pretty much how judgments are made these days. Uh, <laughs> well, if I was to make a, a judgment on that video, I mean, I, I would say that that is about as wrong as wrong deaths. Do you think that in, like, let's take the, let, let's say there's video missing. Do you think at any point that's a right decision for that length of time? No, no. 
Um, I mean, I don't know how they're trained there, but since I've started, and I'm doing this uh, about 17 years now, we've always been trained that after somebody's been secured, you have to either put them in a recovery position or sit them up. Speaking of training, how much training do you get? I know how much training you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the department that I work for is very good. We have uh, uh, five full mandatory training days a year um, compared to most. I mean, I, I still don't think it's enough, but uh, we do in-service training uh, in the form of video and, uh, and like web-based seminar stuff. Uh, probably twice a month. And since I'm in a specialized unit, uh, I train uh, at least twice a month on special skills. And uh, how much um, like hand-to-hand? That's only one day a year. One day a year, wow. Yeah, and they don't call it hand-to-hand. It's, it's, they're called uh, uh, defensive tactics or uh, or uh, compliant tactics, depending, I guess, on on where you're where you're learning from. So you think one day a year is good, or you know, because I I already know what no. you do on the outside, so you know, I don't have to even get into that. You know. Yeah, no, I don't think it's enough. I, I think it's pathetic, but unfortunately, that's what you can afford. In most departments, you're not going to take a guy off the road, you know, 20 days a year to train. And, you know, there's just not enough money for it. So you said that's what they can afford, right? Yeah. But they set their own tax base, especially in New York. We all know that, you know, they set their own tax base. Yeah, but the tax base is usually used for personnel and equipment. If you're going to use it for training, or if you're going to take someone off the road, you have to pay someone else to do that. Well, I get it. You need like 20% more the force to take someone off the road a bunch of time to train them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you'd need more people um, or a bigger overtime budget. And of course, I mean, overtime for us is is a big thing because we have uh, uh, it's like chain of custody stuff. Um, if you grab somebody you're kind of with them, so if you get them at the end of your shift, you're with them until you're done. Gotcha. How are things up there? I haven't been up there since uh, this shit first started, and unfortunately, I can't come back because I can't, you know, take 21 days of quarantine for 14. they work for seven. I'm just not going to do that. So, how are yeah. things up there? Um, not terrible. I mean, like I said, this sort of anti-cop attitude comes and goes. It's just this was a perfect storm. People are already mad about being quarantined and losing money. Um, a lot of people are losing their businesses and, and then something like this happens and I think uh, everybody can agree that it shouldn't happen. But now people are short-fused and uh, already worried about their financial situation. So I think that... Having a fucking monkey run the circus ain't probably the best either, right? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a bunch of monkeys running the circus. <laughs> you can't really chalk it up to just one. Yeah, but I can point one out in particular. 
So my my question would be, um, as far as like training and stuff goes, do you think there should be more stuff training wise and like schooling wise before you even become a cop? I I don't know too much about the process, so I mean I'm just speculating. Yeah, I can't speak to other places. I know here in New York, um, it takes about six months just to get accepted. Um, there's a whole application process where they pretty much take your entire background apart and uh, and grill you on it. And then there's psychological, and some places have uh, lie detector tests. Then uh, sometimes they have, depending on the uh, on the process, they have uh, interviews with the psychologist and medical train uh, medical testing. So it takes a good six months just to get into the academy, and then the academy is another six to eight months, uh, full time, five days a week, usually. Um, like I said, I can't say for all academies, but the one that I went to. So I, it's quite a lot of training, but there's a lot to learn. Yeah, I. I... I just I, I don't know what the rules are in Jersey. I know I know it's less though. I'm pretty sure someone was telling me it was is less than that. Um, but in Baltimore, a few years back, I knew a guy I worked with, and <laughs> they were so desperate for cops because nobody wanted to be a cop in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, that he literally uh, we he was at the job with me. He was there way before me. I think it was like 18 years, and literally. One day just left, went to Baltimore, was a cop within two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some states where you go to college for uh, criminal justice and you take uh, it's called a post-certification in some states. It's like police officer safety training or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. basic. And, yeah. Some training, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, a department will hire you and they train you on a job, like field training. Okay. Yeah, he literally had never been a cop in his day, like, worked at a grocery store. He'll never hear this, so I don't really give a fuck. Um, uh, and just literally one day left, two weeks later, showed up in his uniform. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's kind of an issue, but, uh, I mean, in a lot of places, that's the way it's done. Yeah, Here in New I, York, they actually require a lot of training. Yeah, no, I, that's good. I mean, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I, I don't know exactly... I know everybody's different. I was just like baffled by something like that. And then you're saying six months of this and another six months, you know, that's a year. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's in-service training that that needs to go up. Yeah. Okay. What type of training is that over that six months a year besides the FTO training? Um, Well, the the six months doesn't count. uh, Doesn't count the FTO training. Six to eight months. It's uh, basic laws. Um, Defensive tactics, if that's what they call it, um, use of force, um, suspicion, um, search and seizure, all stuff like that. And then scenario-based stuff like, uh, you know, they'll send you to places, they'll give you a scenario of a call, and then you go in and they actually make you work through the whole scenario, kind of like it's a real scenario. Two Two things. One down here, there's no age cutoff for the cops. So, you know, I, I'm, I just turned 51. I can go be a police officer as long as I take the 
the belt class, you know, or basic law enforcement, you know, okay. training class. Two, cop. you're a cop, and that fucking amazes me because I grew up with you. <laughs> it amazes <laughs> me too. <laughs> That's like the shadiest fucking move ever. Uh, well, for context, I mean, where we grew up, the police weren't very popular. So, I didn't think I'd ever. I, yeah, I didn't think I'd ever be either. And what do you got? Seventeen In years fact, on the job now. Seventeen, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. yeah I got. Yeah. Twenty as the par- as a paramedic. I didn't think that would fucking happen. How's it? Um, Keep going. Sometimes that happens. Um, here's a weird question, and Troy, you might be able to answer this because I know I, I'm not sure about him, but I know you have a martial arts background and uh, what jujitsu, right? Yes. Um, someone had I, I don't know what it was. It was a podcast. What uh, it was like a podcast. Somebody suggested like would something like, and it might sound silly to people out there because. Steven Seagal, like Aikido training that's literally just like defensive martial arts that's not supposed to like really hurt people. Would that be like a course or something that like cops should take? No, I don't think Aikido would do, uh, would do anything with us. Nah, I don't know much about it, so I just know it's, it's supposed to be more of like a non-violent, more just, uh, you know, someone punches, come, a punch comes towards you, you know how to just kind of. Get, use the force against them just to get them on the ground type thing. That's all I really know about. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, my dad had his boxing when we were nine at the Brentwood Rec, you know, the rec center in Brentwood there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, I kickboxed, uh, I took Taekwondo, but I gotta say, probably the thing that I use the most is, like, jiu-jitsu yeah yeah i mean that the control techniques are just second to none being able to hold someone down without hurting them um being able to get up if you you're knocked down is is really important since you're usually when you fight with somebody you're not squaring up with them yeah it's when you're trying to arrest them you're pretty close to them you just try to stay as close as possible and get them to the ground so you can secure them Okay. Well, the, the one presidential candidate, Andrew, Andrew Yang, was saying that every cop, cop should be a purple belt. Yeah, I did I hear agree. something like that. I agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I trained. Hey, that's an interesting a idea. Lot of cops. And the skill level. It would take time, though, and uh, and money. Yeah, the skill level. Yeah. Of the guys I trained with, uh, just, you know, from beginner to, you know, oh my, oh shit, look at this dude, you know. And. There's a bunch that are purple belts, brown belts, and black belts, and then there's some that are white belts, and it's like, oh, thank God you never had to get it, get down with someone on the street, you may have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what is it going to take? Like, what, six years, right? Yeah, Somewhere purple belt there, takes six, a long time. Six years on the average? Six or seven years? Yeah. Yeah, for a normal person. I mean, you have some athletic, like, freaks that get it in two or three, but... What would be like an average two-year mark? Where would like the color belt be there? Blue belt. You'd probably be just getting a blue. A blue, like, would that be sufficient enough in training for a 
Who's about to fuck you up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, should there be some sort of jujitsu class? I mean, if that seems to be what everybody's agreeing on, that's, you know, maybe make a two-year type of thing where the first six months is, you know, what you were saying, where they go through all the testing and all that, and then the next six months is the training of the laws, and then the next, say, year is, like, jujitsu training, and you can still work, maybe, like, you know, you're working and still training at the same time for that last, that second year, and then you get, like, a degree at the end of it type thing, you know, does that make sense? Am I saying that right? Uh, well, it's an interesting I mean, idea. I, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I can imagine how it sounds goofy. Well, no, it's not. I mean, ideally, you'd, you'd want them to have as much training as possible, but you you have to be realistic. You want to get guys on the road. Yeah, it comes down to, like, money and time, basically, you know. I see yeah, what you're saying. I, 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 understand. I totally get it. I understand that, too. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, listen, when I joined the military... I joined the military because the military combed the fucking high schools like, you know, fucking pedophiles with vans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to join the fucking military. Why not just comb martial arts schools as a police recruiter? And then most of the work is always done. Oh, you got to go in. You can snatch probably a couple, you know, decent blue belts or you know, high blue purple belts that or younger, but want to do something and, you know, are halfway decent human beings, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I can see that to being an alternative to going into the Army or the National Guard or something, you know, do, be like, hey, come do this, you know, be a cop instead, you know, less chance of, you know, obviously going to war and shit. <laughs> I think you probably have more chances. You're <laughs> <laughs> fucked up as a cop you are, you know, in the military. I was in the military, you know. Basically, I think eight percent of the people in the military actually see combat. Holy shit! Yeah, it's not a big number, dude. It's a lot lower number than you think that are people that actually see combat versus the ones that see combat. I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah, interesting. You have more chance of seeing combat than Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, or Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> Alabama or some shit like that that you do, you know, actually in the military. You know where I'd like to be a cop? Casper, Wyoming. Yeah. You were the three people. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a nice job. Maybe I'll set that up for retirement. So, how you doing out there with the COVID shit, John? Oh, not bad. I mean, I haven't gotten it, so oh, that's I'm good. doing pretty well. Anyone you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, a few people, a couple of our guys have gotten it. Um, uh, some family members, stuff like that. But nobody's uh, nobody's got it really bad. Oh, that's good. Yeah, unfortunately, no a ton of people are getting it. Yeah, I I should have gotten it. I mean, I was doing CPR and people that had it. And, before we even knew that uh, that it was out here. Well, you don't want it. I can tell you that much. Uh, I know. I, I see a I lot know. of fucking people with it, man. Uh, that's some bad shit. Yeah, it's, it's never... <laughs> well, it's fucking weird because some people, like, their husband and wife will have it, and 
like you know one of them will be completely a train wreck and the other one's like yeah yeah and those are running a little bit nah yeah, it's so fucking left and right it's fucking crazy Amber's convinced that I had it say that again Amber's convinced uh, I had it because <laughs> uh right before like right like um February right when it like kind of broke I was sick like horrible sick for like I don't know almost a month like like I like wanted to die <laughs> and um I mean I went to the hospital and everything it was just like right as like that news all the news was coming out about it and then it just went away and she got sick for like two days it was just like sniffles and like you were just saying like same thing she was like she's like I, I think you fucking had it she's like I never seen you so sick in my life she was, that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you could have, but are you I want to go get the I want to go get the antibody test and see if I possibly did have it. Well, the problem with the yeah. test is that there's two different antibodies. And oh really? Know, yeah, they don't know how long they stay because there's the early ones and then there's the late ones, but they don't know how long it, it stays in your system, and they don't even know if you can get it twice. Yeah, I know that. They're still trying to figure that shit out. I know. I was treating a guy who had it for 22 days. Wow. And he got better, like day 17, and was doing good. And then he just swung around the fucking corner and the guys didn't like shit again. Really? Yeah, yeah, so they don't know if you can get it again. They dude, no one knows dick. Now I know uh, Amber's been tested multiple times in the past few weeks because of the baby. Um. They ha they haven't tested me. They didn't test me the any of the times in the hospital. Um nothing. Which I was kinda weird I thought I was kinda shocked by. Well, they let they pretty much go with if one has it, the other one has it. That's that's what I figured. And like not all three of us, the baby's been tested multiple times and um none of us have it so far. I mean literally even to like last week there was another test and none of us had it. She didn't have it yet, so I was surprised they let you fingers crossed. Yeah. You don't even fucking know the dumb shit going on in that hospital, dude. Alright? A whole thing with the baby. And I, I you know, I understand um, only one person allowed, right? One person. And I agree with that. That's all totally fine. Now, the baby came home in a fucking day. <laughs> came home. They're trying to just get people out. Totally understand all this. But he had to keep getting blood work and his uh, the Billy Rubin was was high and it was getting higher. So he had to go back to the hospital. And then he had to sit under the ultraviolet lights for two days. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Instead of having both parents in there, quarantined in a room for those two, three days he had to be in there, only one parent could go. However, you could switch in and out as much as you wanted with the other parent. It, it, it's, it's fucking dumb. That's fucking stupid, right? <laughs> It's the same with the restaurant where you have to wear your mask to the table and then we'll take it off the table. You take your mask off and, you know, cough and scream and, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah. The way they're, the, I, I don't know how they're doing it by you guys, either of you, but like where I'm at, we've gone, excuse me, to, um, we've gone to a couple restaurants where the tables are spread apart very far and that's kind of nice. Um, and you just, you, you keep your distance. I mean, I'm interacting with motherfuckers all day long at work. Like, it's it's insane. <laughs> a lot 
But I look like a giant condom because of that. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, if I was doing what you were doing, I'm fucking looking at chlorine. <laughs> so they're looking at me like I'm crazy. We're still in phase two. We're not even in phase three yet. They delayed our phase three. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because our numbers here are fucking rising. You know, if I go to New York, I have to quarantine for 14 days. That's why I haven't been there. Yeah, that's my my coworker was supposed to go down to Florida because he just brought property property down there uh, the weekend of the baby being born. And I told everyone in the company, I told my boss, who's my dad, I said, if that motherfucker goes to Florida, none of you guys can see this kid for at least three four weeks. I was like, because and I was like, and I'm not coming to fucking work because Florida is just a fucking cesspool of nonsense going on down there, and I'm not having it. <laughs> What exactly? What do you fucking expect? Bunch of clowns down there, man. A fucking circus tent. Yeah, but it's the same everywhere. You know, fucking housing in housing. Let's let's be honest, man. If we had the chance, if we had the chance, could we just like escape from L.A. fucking Florida and just blow at the border and just fucking let it be its own island? We should do that with Manhattan. <laughs> How is it up there, John? Um, it seems to be on the dip, on the decline. Um, the first few months we got hit pretty bad. I think in my uh, in like ten days of twelve hour shifts, I had maybe fifteen or twenty deaths. Wow. Um, and then uh, then the suicides and the overdoses started, so it, it got kind of creepy for a while. Oh shit! And how is it now? Um, it's better. Um, we're still getting a lot of. Uh, well, not the last couple of days, but we were getting a lot more uh, overdoses recently. Um, I don't know if that's because they were paying them extra money for uh, unemployment or if uh, it had something to do with maybe better drugs coming around, but that seemed to start out for a bit. And there were suicides that kind of went up and attempted suicides. And now we're, uh, we seem to be almost back to normal. Do you have um? Because so we don't have a huge heroin. What was that? Yeah, we have a huge. I said we don't have a huge heroin problem here. We have a huge meth problem. Yeah, we don't see too much of that here. I mean, it comes up every now and again, but heroin's the big thing. Yeah, ours is meth. I mean, literally, you gotta watch what barn you go in because you may blow up. You fuck that. And yeah, you, you can spot them from across the street. Holy shit! Uh, you guys have trouble with the mobile labs, or is it mostly uh, home based? Uh, mostly home because there's a lot of farmland. So, yeah. you know, these guys are you know, in the middle of the fucking woods. No one comes out there until they come out there. Yeah. 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 You guys get a lot of the tweakers and stuff. Like, say that again. You guys get a lot of the tweakers. Uh, that's what we call people that are like on speed. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Tie them down. They like blow dart them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ketamine seems. What's the other one? Ativan. Ketamine. Is that what they well, used to? We actually do ketamine, Ativan, and Haldol all in one. Uh, Haldol. Wow. Yeah. I, I literally put them to sleep for a week. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, completely fucking snow. By yeah, you, you can't up, stop them. They just bounce around. Yeah, by the time you wake up, it'll be three days fucking later. Yeah. 
you have a tube in your penis and IV in your fucking neck. Yeah. Yeah, but the heroin and uh, fentanyl seem to be the big things out here now. Yeah, is fentanyl still fucking popping off down there? Yeah, I think the problem is that they're cutting like good stuff with the fentanyl, so that's causing a lot of people to overdose. Because the fentanyl's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was the last when I was up there when I first popped off, and then when I was up there right before um, the COVID thing popped off, it wasn't as bad. It was like it was like turning the corner and yeah. not being crazy. And then my friend told me it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in like in pockets, and it, it seems to hit instead of like the poor areas, it seems to hit the middle class the hardest. Yeah, yeah, places like that, like places you wouldn't expect to see stuff like that. It's just, it's a completely different world. Yeah, Hostville is uh, riddled with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then CI, not too bad. (laughs) That's weird. Well, CI has different problems, though. Like, you know, it's a different kind of drug different kind of violence, you know? Uh, Brentwood, too, they just had a bunch of, like, the MS-13 guys uh, get rounded up again in Brentwood or something a few months ago. Yeah, you can't get rid of those guys, man. No, no, they're everywhere. They're, they're even in, like, the rich areas now. Really? They're even in the, uh, like, the more uh, money areas now. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Um, let me move out of here because I got a little echo. Um, yeah, there were places like Dick's Hills and stuff. They're, they're finding these guys. Wow. A few years ago, they uh, they grabbed a bunch of them like in Huntington Station, like north of of uh, New York Avenue, huh. living in like nice houses. It was crazy. They're like roaches, man. They spread yeah. Yeah, they just uh, they just kind of move in and, and multiply, and before you know it, they're uh, they're also recruiting like really young people. Yeah, really young, like 13, 14, right? Can you guys still hear me? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Like 13, 14 years old, right? Yeah, no, like eight and nine now. Yeah, oh, there was an article in one of the local papers, one of the one of the little towns on the on the North Fork there. Um, you know, they were having like eight and nine year olds carrying drugs for people or something. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. When I read it, I was like, no way. And then uh, I talked to somebody from out there, and they're like, yeah, it's like a it's like a whole thing. And you can't even arrest them. No. Well, they get a release. There's no bail in New York anymore unless, you know, you have a fire like major felony. So there's no bail at all. What's that? There's no bail at all. No, um, unless you have a fire felony or it's like a, a major crime, like you kill somebody, there's there's no uh, there's no monetary bail. That's great. Really? Yeah, that's that whole bail reform thing. So I could walk up to someone blast them in the face and not get a bail. Yeah, probably not unless you have like a prior. Huh. Jesus. So I got 
anymore. They might hold you overnight for an order of protection or something, but that's it. So I have one shot at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, well, just blasting someone in the face is just a misdemeanor, unless you like, you know, break his orbital or something. That's that's so. So when do they when do they not let you out? Like when do they require though? Like because um, there are a list of uh, offenses that uh, they can bail you for. They can also hold you if, uh, like, you have to see a judge in the morning for some reason. But other than that, or if you have prior felony. So what's the cutoff on that? Though? Like, what crime do they not bail you for? What crime do they bail you yeah. What's that? Like, where's the cutoff on that? Like, like as in what? Like, you know. If I shoot somebody, I imagine that I'm not, I can't go without bail. Um, I would say you're probably going to get bail, but I mean, there have been instances. There was that guy in the city that shot somebody and uh, they let him out and he like attacked somebody else not long after. Really? That, that was around the beginning, yeah. That was sometime in January, I think. That's nice. And he had, yeah, he had like a... It was one of the ones they were saying was going to be the case study or whatever. Oh, okay. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, I have a question for you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. What do you think is going to happen at the tail end of everything that's happening? Um, I hope that they'll kind of wake up and figure out that, uh, you know, you need to train guys better and there are some things that we're doing we shouldn't be doing. Um, but I, I think, I fear, once the election's over, this is just all going to magically go away. What, what are we talking about? The uh, whole black lives The whole thing. Everybody reform, talking right? about police reform, yeah, it's just going to kind of get buried like it always does. And it's a problem because it really does need to change. Yeah. I can, I can agree. Yeah, I just I think they've politicized it and polarized it enough where you're either on one side or the other and they're hoping that they're on the right side or the side that the most people will vote for. And once somebody votes... It's just going to be over. Do you think that um, the whole defund the police is going to go anywhere? I don't know. I mean, Minneapolis is going to do it, so let's see how it works. I I doubt it. But, I mean, let them be the, the case study. What's your thoughts on that? Um... As much as I disliked the police when I was younger, I don't think I would have felt safe if they were not around at all. I just didn't want them in my neighborhood. So, I mean, I don't think you can defund them. I don't think you can stop somebody from, or I don't think you can stop having people that can respond to emergencies. Well, I don't understand how you can possibly not have them in the beginning. 
insane. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you can modify... There are a lot of things, like I said, that we shouldn't be doing. But you're not going to send a social worker to a domestic and expect it to go well. Yeah, that's insane. What social worker in their right mind would go to a domestic? Well, they have them now. They have social workers that they can call to help them out, but they call us first. Like, they, they never go there first. They call us. They're like, hey, we're social workers. We want to talk to this woman because she's, you know, we fear she's being beat up. We go there first, secure the scene, and then they come in and talk to the woman. Gotcha. Seems a little odd. Yeah, I've been to domestics. Just being the EMS and seeing shit pop off. That would be someplace. That'd be the last job I would want to be on with someone there that can get that situation under control. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it would be helpful to have somebody who has a, a psychology background when you're dealing with someone who has, you know, a developmental disability or, or uh, you know, is on some sort of spectrum where, you know, our presence could be more of a hindrance than a help. No, I understand. I, I told you, we have social workers too. Yeah, but normally when we get called for something like that, it's because the person's, they, they can't, they're not in the mindset to be um, calmed. Like the person who can normally calm them down can't handle them, so they call us. And really all we can do is restrain them, try to talk to them, but we're not psychologists, so... If they get violent, we just try to restrain them, and sometimes that's not the right thing. So I have a question for you. Okay. Would you retard your vote for? Say that again. Which retard are you voting for? <laughs> I don't know if I can vote. Like I. I don't know if I'm going to uh, actually go to the booth and vote for one of them. I, I feel you. I feel the same exactly. I can go in good conscience and pull that level for either one of these kind people. <laughs> I, I just, I think, I don't know. I don't think I can vote. Choice. There has to be a better choice. We have to change the two-party system. But there has to be a better step. Come on, man. Well, I think most people are hoping. I think most people are hoping that Biden gets in and whoever his vice president pick is, is okay. Well, they're talking about yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's she would be a better pick than him. <laughs> Dude, you'd be a better pick than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your so vice <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be a good politician. I don't know how to lie very well. That's what we're thinking about. No, I don't know. I, I, I do. There are some people that I kind of, I like, and I hope they get better in politics um, or can advance in politics. You know, 
Um, Tulsi Gabbard kind of made sense on a lot of fronts, although I don't agree with everything she says. Um, uh, Crenshaw, the, the guy from Texas, he, uh, Dan Crenshaw, he seems to make a lot of sense, and he's kind of in the middle. I mean, he's a Republican, but he's not, uh, you know, he's not ultra-conservative. He's, he's got some uh, ideas that are a little further left than most Republicans, so... And they seem to be able to like work towards the middle. I'd like to see somebody new like that, maybe, maybe get up there. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get a middle of the road guy. This is not a middle of the road guy. I got ran over. I just maybe I'm more of a policy guy. Yeah, I, I don't know, but that's that's kind of where I'd like to see. You know, you have AOC and other nutty people like. I think that that's a problem, but there are a lot of good young politicians that uh, that I think may get glossed over or pushed to the side because their ideas don't they don't fit with the conventional thinking of their party. I think we should be like Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two wackiest fucking people. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be interesting. Same amount of shit's gonna get done. <laughs> well, they'd probably do a lot. Well, I mean, look at the guy that's in there now. He's, he's doing stuff left and right. Yeah, he's fucking up left and right, too. Uh, he is, and he's gotta stop with his rhetoric, but he's actually doing stuff. I mean, I'd agree with what he's doing, but he's doing stuff. Yeah, I think he's already he's done too much to recover. <laughs> Probably, but it's better than when they get in there and make all kinds of prom promises and do nothing. Yeah, that is correct. That's usually the case. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I was kind of hoping Obama was going to be the next guy. He just talked a good game, but he got in there and he did what everybody else does. He's a fucking quarter horse, dude. He got in there, started good, and, you know, business as you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Bush, we knew it was going to be the same old shit. Clinton was a disaster. I mean, we haven't had a good president in so long. What was it that since Kennedy did fucking they put it into that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we need to get the people that, like, want to do good for the country. Um, we need to get back to the states taking care of themselves and the federal government or just overseeing, you know, what the states are doing and making sure that they're not overstepping their bounds, but the states really got to start picking up their own slack. Yeah, I'm just curious how you know, this all comes out of the, you know, how it all pans out. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. But, uh, I got my eye on some foreign countries. <laughs> not, hmm. I'm not sure where, I'm not sure which one I'm going to yet. I live in the country, man. I'm good. <laughs> What about you, Anthony? You have a, a new kid. What do you think about all of this stuff? I think uh, a bunch of fuckheads trying to fuck a doorknob. I don't. I don't like any of it anymore, man. It's like, I and it's it's fucked up. I've had um, 
everyone's has conversations about it. It's like, I don't, I'm like Troy, I'm in the middle. I, I, I like some things that Republicans, some things Democrats. I, I, I think it's yeah. a stupid system, you know? It's it's dumb. Yeah. It needs to be done. I agree with you on that. And, you know, there's people I talk to, there's, they, 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 you know, they hate him. They hate the president so much. They're like, he ain't going to win. There's no way he's going to win. I was like, that's what you fuckers said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and has anyone actually listened to Biden talk? <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, his numbers are doing great. I was like, yeah, but have you noticed that they haven't let him say anything in, like, months? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of commercials. <laughs> you got to be careful with the numbers, too, because the, the news tends to conflate one way or the other. So it depends oh, on yeah. who you're listening to. My, my, my opinion, you know, they're saying that, you know, whoever his – uh, vice president's going to be. They're saying that they're kind of using Biden to get in and then he's going to take a step down in like six months. That's the rumor. And then whoever yeah. his vice president's going to take over. Hey, man, can't we all just... I, my my whole thing was like, if you're going to stick to this two-party bullshit, you should just have two presidents, like, and, you know, have the president and have the vice president and one's for fucking Republican and one's Democrat. <laughs> and, and just... Sense. You know what I mean? And kind of, you know, work it out like and, and say, look, this is the bill I'm bringing as the president, as the vice president. Well, you know, I, I don't agree with some of this shit. What can we do to make this better? And then he comes back and here's my, you know, out of these 10 things you hated, here's my five compromises. But I'm not moving on these five compromises. And then he goes, all right, man, that's fair. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. seem that hard. <laughs> it isn't. But, you know, again, that's kind of the way politics works you gotta we gotta get rid of term we need term limits for for congress we gotta get rid oh of yeah that are term years. limits age limits i was just having a conversation about the secret service and how you know the you know they get 16 fucking agents until they're like 97 years old <laughs> you know that that's a lot of money being wasted you know i, I could you know, i get it president has a bullet on uh, a target on his back all the time after, even after he's a president, he should have some sort of protection. Maybe two guys, you know what I mean? For him and his wife. Yeah, it is what it is, but like 16 fucking guys? <laughs> politicians cost us a lot. You know, even local politicians, once they're elected to an office, they get like benefits for life. Oh, yeah, it's insane. And, and that maybe that's something that needs to change. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if we're not paying you anymore, you're not doing anything for us. Why are you still getting benefits from us? How um, how far down the chain does that go? Like, so, like, a statesman or assemblyman from, like, say, Suffolk County, they get the same deal. As far as I know, yeah. Even wow. some of the local, uh, even some of the local politicians, I mean, they move on to bigger and better jobs, so they they end up getting benefits at their new job. But yeah, they. Uh, they get like benefits for life, and they don't get like the Obama benefits. They get like regular benefits, you know. Wow. Yeah, even Congress, when they voted for Obamacare, they uh, exempted themselves from it. Huh. Of course. Why would you not? Yeah. 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 I definitely think it's a broken system, and I don't know what they're going to do to fix it. It's uh. You can't tear it all down and start over. So you probably kind of do what I did. You know, I didn't like the police. I didn't like the way they treated some of us. So, I mean, I became a cop and I just I treat people the way I think I should be treated. Yeah. Inside. 
yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a small change, but it's a change. And if yeah. everybody does that, then you know maybe it'll make a bigger change. But you know, we need people that really care, but aren't uh, aren't good at speaking or whatever to like run for office. Yeah, you may not be able to. Uh, you know, to charm the pants off uh, an audience like Obama can, but maybe you've got some good ideas. Maybe you'll do the right thing. Yeah, but the problem is that everyone that runs that is pure, the, you know, the big corporation changes them because they, they got to get that money from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing that has to be changed. But really, I mean, the... Uh, the donation thing is, they've got a good handle on it. They just maybe need to further further check it. They have limits on what uh, what companies and, and uh, you know, things like that can donate. However, when they're doing fundraisers, I think that they can get money from those areas without it being directly from those areas. Gotcha. I'm not sure. Uh, just kind of uh, some of the things that I've heard. By the way, you have a beautiful ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I work all day, so I'm tired. I'm trying to stay awake. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm fucking. This took so long to get off the ground, man. It was just, it was a rough day. No, that's all right. Not a big deal. It's probably my computer that like screwed everything up. I, I think we'll be good. If not, you know, I'll let you know. But I'm just appreciative that you did it, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like hanging out in the basement. Only there's no, uh, there's no booze. Whoa! Speak for yourself, brother. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but I also. Oh, there you go. You got your drill. I, I came up with one glass and I finished that a while ago. <laughs> so, you got anything you want to say, John? Uh, no, I mean, I think we've uh, really covered some stuff. Is there anything else you'd like to know? Nah, you know, I, I just was curious where your head is at with this because, you know, most people in your profession, you know, won't even speak about it publicly, you know. Yeah. Even, you know, if I put a bar over their face and change their name to Phil, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I'm not really saying anything that's, uh, that other people don't think about. I mean, they just, they don't ask us. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I agree with that. It's like, you either have someone that's like totally like, well, fuck them and this and that. And then you have, you know, there's even like some cops are like, well, that's just fucking bullshit, this and that. You're right there and you're just saying, hey, man, it was wrong. I agree. And then this happens. It does. It happens every so many years. And there's a, an uprising against the cops and it doesn't justify anything, you know. The, the video. Oh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on. I, I I think now it's really is like we need to figure out how to go forward with that never fucking happening again. You know what I mean? That one, that's just one of fucking... Oh, thousands. I mean, so many. I, I mean, this has been going on for a long fucking time. It definitely ain't new. 
Yeah, but now you got you know now everybody's seen it because of the internet. You know, it's it's it's, it's definitely better than it used to be now. Um, I hear stories about the stuff that happened before I was, you know, before I got on, but I, I've never seen anybody do any shit like that. So it doesn't happen as often as they lead you to believe. I mean, there are millions and millions of interactions every day between the police and the public, and that shit doesn't happen. I mean, if it happens 10 times a day, you're talking about millions of interactions and it's only happening 10 times. It should never happen. But no. even even surgery has done. I said, no, that, that's the thing. It doesn't matter how many times it happens, but that one time is like, you know, you know, it's insane when you put it out there. Yeah, yeah and, and that it needs to be dealt with when it happens and dealt with the correct way. But again, even as bad as that was, he still has his right to trial. Yeah, I have to ask this. So, and I get it, but I have to ask it. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about not even taking that situation, but that's that happens, and five other guys staying around and watch it happen that are on the job and don't fucking intervene? I think that's a problem. In that particular case, I think two of those guys were really new, didn't really know any better. I believe one of them actually said we could stand them up. Um, I don't know what the other guy was doing because he's only on film every once in a while, but it sounded like he was interacting with the crowd. But still, I mean, if I was there, and of course I'm a veteran, but if I was there, and I've been there sometimes when guys are doing something wrong, and I'm like, hey, that's not how you do that. Let's do this, you know? Um, we did have one guy one time, which was probably about five or six years ago, and there were a bunch of new guys, and I wasn't even involved, but I came over and they were trying to get a guy out of a car who was freaking out on something. So they pull him out, and they, they're all fighting with each other. There's like five guys holding this guy, and they're all kind of fighting back and forth, and I'm like, listen, you stop, you stop. You grab his legs. You push him this way. When he gets to the ground, you sit on his legs and you control his head. So they did what I told them. And the one guy got a little, you know, like was leaning on his head pretty hard. I'm like, you don't have to lean on his head that hard. You just have to stop him from turning. He did that. The guy was hiding his hands underneath and they're like wrestling with his hands. I'm like, listen, stop. Take your knee, put it between his arm and his, and his body and then just pull his arm out. Once his elbow's away from his body, he's got no strength. So we did that. There were videos, you know, and everybody was there. Nobody got hurt. This guy went to the hospital like he was supposed to. And they learned something. But if I'm not there and you got a bunch of guys that are just there a year, year and a half, you've got one hell of a video. And these guys aren't even trying to hurt the guy. They're just trying to get him down, but they don't know how to do it. Leading mm -hmm. mm. back to proper training. Yeah, but even still, some of these guys... You know, especially when you're new and you haven't seen them in a while. These guys have never been in a real fight. You got kids nowadays who talk shit on the internet and they've never been punched in the mouth. So the first time they get wrapped in the mouth, they're like, oh my God, this is real. And they freeze. That's the no. problem right there. <laughs> or they panic. Yeah, or they panic. Yeah, or they panic. And now they're, like I said, you got five guys fighting one guy and they're not actually fighting him. They're fighting each other. Gotcha. 
man. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Well, John, I, I've known you forever, dude. You've always been a stand-up dude. So I'm pretty sure you're not out there bleeding, beating the fucking brakes off of black people. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not beating the brakes off of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. Oh. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, it's Bye, awesome, man. Welcome. Thank you. I fucking love it. Yeah, we definitely got to come down. You got to let me drink some of your good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's here, man. It's here waiting for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, probably at the end of the summer, I'll definitely take up on that. I'm going to have some time off, and I'll have the, uh, I'll have the new bike by then. So. Open invitation, my friend. Absolutely. All right, man. Absolutely. I know we're close. Well, from max record time, probably like an hour and changing. So very cool. And we appreciate you much, dude, coming on, brother. Yeah, Yeah, man. Thank you. No worries. So this is it. What's up? So this is it. Yep. That's it, man. Time's up. You guys have like a time limit or something? Nah, we try to keep it to like an hour. Yeah. Oh. Only because, you know, no one really fucking wants to hear us talk in general anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll definitely not tune into this one. What's that? This is, they'll definitely not tune into this one. They're like, oh, these guys are crazy. <laughs> we try to keep it like an hour, so, you know, so that way it's not too long, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm new to the podcast world, so. What's that? I'm new to the podcast world. I do watch Joe Rogan, but his get long sometimes. Oh, yeah. Hours, man. We're not, listen. If we were at that audience space, I still wouldn't do three, four hours. Yeah. Oh. That's too much. Yeah. Well, he, he's pretty good. He, like, clips different parts and puts them on, like, YouTube. So he'll have, like, a 20-minute clip. Yeah, well, I tell you what. The day Spotify shows up here and gives us a hundred million, <laughs> flip up some shit. Fucking move for you. Are you still producing music? Nah, man, I haven't. I've been. I walked away from music. I don't know. Probably about. It's been about four years now. Really? Totally. Man, I don't miss it. Don't miss it. I just. How come? Ah, you know, uh, a bunch of a bunch of different reasons. Um, I I love it. I loved it, but you know, you change, and you know, no one wants to be touring. You probably loved it more than anybody that we hung out with. Like everybody else, just wanted to be famous and have girls. Like you actually liked the music. Yeah, but then business gets into it. Yeah, well, and the business changes it, and you know. People yeah. do it for different reasons, you know, as far as music goes. I always did it because of the love of it. And then, you know, you go to a bunch of people and you make money yeah. and you're not making money. You yeah. make more money than you're making. And, you know, you got to deal with this person and that person. And the business sucks ass. The agents, you know, managers, labels. It just becomes not fun. And I always said that when it becomes not fun, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. I'm not fun with perseverance. And I stopped doing it then. And I ended that. And then it came not fun 
with that superstar for Marriott or reasons, and I just walked away. And I think I was yeah. happy with what I accomplished. I was happy with where my life was going, and I didn't want to do it anymore, and I just walked away. Never looked back. Yeah. At 28 years of playing and touring, I'm good. There's two or three things I didn't accomplish, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and you still play? Um, here and there, every now and then. Yeah, I, I, I concentrate mostly on jujitsu, um, work, and you know this little thing that we got going right here. Yeah. No, this is fun. This is definitely fun. You're doing a good job. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I miss it. Um, I miss. I don't miss the bullshit. I miss the crowd. I missed the stage. Yeah. But all that other 18 hours of horseshit. <laughs> shit. Remember when everybody used to play for beer? Yeah. Well, Tony used to play for us in Dead Superstar. Yeah. Who's Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You were the drummer? Or? Yeah. That was that was my uh, last hurrah too. <laughs> it just it takes a toll on you, man. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's it's not what everybody thinks it is. I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I, when you're young, I think it's fun, even if you're not making money. But as you get older, like that's where uh, that's where the bullshit starts to hit you. Yeah. You to make money. People are like, oh, I don't do it. You have to make money at it. It's not sustainable. If you're not yeah. making money, because too much money has to go into it. Yeah, you got equipment, you got transportation, you got hours of phone calls and booking, and it's it's it, it becomes way too much. You know, you're on the road when you're on the road. You know, that everybody's like, oh, it's a big party. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. Yeah, it's that plus about an hour of sleep a night and. About yeah. eight hours of phone calls, another fourteen hours of driving every fucking day. It's, it's, it takes a toll, man. Fast food, man. Yeah, shit breaking all the time, and fucking, you know. Then you got to find money for that, and then you're like, oh well, we're playing the next five shows for free, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. You're driving in the middle of fucking nowhere, like you know Iowa, and you look, and your trailer's next to you. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> fucking three hours away, and they're gonna charge you three hundred dollars till they find out you're a band, and then they're gonna charge you five hundred dollars. Five hundred. Yeah. 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 It's, I guess it's it rough. sucks for your sucks for your mental health and your physical health, right? Yeah, but it's not even just being a low level, mid level, or high level band because all bands go through it, man. Yeah. For a long time, that that hour or two on stage brings you back. And then yeah. after a while, even that, it's, that stops getting fun. And you're like, I, I got on the same page as Troy. I, one day, I just, I just called him. I said, I'm done. And he wasn't far behind me. And I'm younger than him. I, I, I did a lot shorter time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, I can't do this no more. It's just too much. And the business changed so much, John, from when we were young to now. It's almost non-existent. Dude. It's, almost, you know, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, you want to go on tour? You 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 ever go to a, a concert and then you see the opening band? Yeah. Uh, that band paid a ridiculous amount of fucking money to be there. 
just so they could, yeah. you know, maybe get in front of an extra 500 people. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I mean, even, yeah, you look at Evan, like, you follow him on Instagram? No, not, I, yeah, we're not as tight as we used to be. Yeah, but I mean, he's still doing it. Like, he's still, like, doing things, like, in the mix, and he's, he's, he's up there. I mean, he's older than we are. Yeah, but those guys made a ton of money. Yeah. yeah, that yeah that's like, true. That was back in the day where I didn't have to pay for a tour because I had bands like them and Mike Vagony and Tybo taking us on tour for free just because we were cool. Yeah. But, you know, that state of the world, man, made a ton of money. Yeah. Millions. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured. Yeah, Billy still does it, too. Billy is probably a little bit better off anything but you know if you're not pulling down money like the top ones do I don't I would never want to do this and I always said I'm not going to be that guy 51 52 53 years old chasing a dream yeah and figure out what the fuck I'm going to do for retirement at fucking 58 yeah yeah that's no way to live there's no 401k for rock stars no 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 and yeah, when you stop, you got to worry about what your, men like your mental health is like and your physical health is like from all that stress and not eating, not sleeping, or eating shit. Yeah, drinking, you know, killing yourself, whatever the fuck you're doing like that. You know? mm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not sustainable, man. It was good for me because the second time around with Dead Superstar, I was already a paramedic for a bunch of years. So I had my fallback plan day one out the gate. Yeah. You know, perseverance, I didn't have a fallback plan because that was my fallback plan, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't like yeah, nothing was like, oh, well, what the hell am I going to do? I was already doing it because I was doing it the whole time that I was in um, that superstar. So I really was like no break in the action for me. Now I could just concentrate on what I was already doing anyway. But I know people that have left that band or other bands and they're like, okay, well, I guess now I have to go to college at 45 and figure out what the fuck I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. Man. It's a little late. Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, it sucks. So I don't, I don't regret any decision as far as walking away. I, the only decision I probably regret is I didn't do it sooner. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. I still like it. I just can't do it because I can't do it. Like I couldn't say, "Oh, I'm gonna play in a cover band," because then I want to tour with that cover band, and that will lead to other crazy shit and will be better. I can't. I can't fucking do it. Like, a away. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Nah, I hear you. you. Never really could do anything halfway. Yeah. Not not even good good or bad things. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking memories. I made a lot of great friends, and uh, over every one of them, I just, you know, it's it's that time, man. Gotcha. Yeah, I wish the prior band I was in lots of luck, and if um, I can figure it out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I still get offers all the time to this day from bigger yeah. bands and smaller bands, and I don't want no fucking part of it. 
I got an offer from a bigger band, pretty decent sized band, right after I left that superstar. And I had to go to LA and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like going out there for that. Nah, no, you're not going to pay me enough. And even if you could give me a number, it's probably not going to be the number that I have in my head. Yeah. So. I don't know. It was a lot of fun, though, back in the day, like going to the studio, making demos and cassettes and fucking CDs back before, you know, the interwebs. Because there was no expectation. No. Yeah. Well, I always had expectation, yeah, but there was no expectations <laughs> for most people. Yeah. I never did. I was just in it for the girls and the gear. Yeah, I wasn't even in it for that. It was always the end game for me. Not once yeah. was it never not important to get to where I got to. Like, that was always there. Yeah. No, girls and beer, that was my thing. When I was when I played my first show, and I was playing the Ario Speedwagon cover. That was it. okay. Now we got to do. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> so I know what I can and cannot do, and that's not something I can do for a fun. Yeah. I don't have that. In- All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, brother. Well, I'll I'll hit you up, man. We'll talk later on this week. You got it. And shit, thank you for coming on, my man. Nah, no worries. Hey, bro. Thanks, Anytime. man. You keep doing what you're doing. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll do my best. Do all your best. Be safe, bitch. Yeah, I'll do my. I I do what I can, you know. Still gotta do, you know. They gotta do what they pay me to do. Yeah, but you can still be safe. I will. Thank you. See, that's all you need to do. It wasn't that fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother, man. Love you, and I'll talk to you soon, man. You got it. Thanks a lot, man. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, man. Later, bro. I'll catch you later. later. See you later. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Generation Animal. We had a wonderful time, and we won't have a big break like we just had for the past month and a half of nonsense. We hope you're having a great time out there. Fuck you, and stay filthy, America.